Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Estralita Bruce, and you're listening to another episode of Moments of Inspiration with Dr. E. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope that you've been having a great day, a blessed week, and I really look forward to today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I think impacts us all, and that that is a, a distraction. If we think about a distraction, we know that when I think about a distraction, I automatically think of something negative getting in my way, right? Because we all have plans. We all have these things that we have in mind that we want to do. But then there are some times when certain situations get in our way that, that can hinder us from doing what we need to do. So I'm going to talk about distractions today and hopefully it will resonate with you. Hopefully you can find some way to really get your focus back. Okay, because we all have a purpose and things that we need to complete in our lives, day to day tasks. But many times those distractions are in our lives and they slow us down. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. Distraction. What is a distraction? Uh, When I looked up the word, it means a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Okay, so a distraction is really a diversion. All right. It's an interruption. It's a disturbance. And what it can actually cause is an extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. Um, Distractions. Another definition of it is a mental disturbance. It actually causes restlessness. All right. But here's what I love about the definition. It says a thing that prevents a thing. So something is causing the distraction. All right. So what we have to do is identify the thing, identify that thing that is causing the distraction that is taking you away from getting full attention and focus to something. All right. All right. So. Uh, when we talk about focus, focus is a concentration, it's concentration, okay? The center of interest or activity. How can we get our focus? How can we get centered? How can we be um, fully committed to the thing that we know that we that we need to do? So the reason why I really bring this up is because last week, if you live in the United States, <laughs> then you know that we had daylight savings time. So that that Sunday, I actually went to bed pretty late. Okay. And I don't know why I went to bed late. I'm actually a night owl as well. But you know, that one hour ahead, of course, you lose that one hour's hour of sleep. And so I was really fatigued the next day and actually for the next three days. All right. So it took me literally about three and a half days to adjust to one hour. All right. Three days to adjust to one hour. It was just really crazy to me. So I found that the thing that really distracted me was the fatigue. My body was trying to adjust to the time change of me staying up late, even though I could have made probably a better decision to go to bed early. It was still a distraction for me. Okay. So what happened was I knew I had a lot of things coming up, a lot of events coming up that I had to prepare for a lot of projects that I needed to knock out. But that That fatigue actually caused me to move into a place of guilt because I said to myself, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, Either I'm not doing enough, either I'm doing too much. I was just in this crazy place. Really, it was creating an agitation, a mental disturbance in my mind. And so with that, usually when I get overwhelmed, I usually shut down. And so I don't plan as well as I should. 
And so that's not good for anyone. Okay, so that was my source for the distraction. It started with fatigue to negative thoughts and I made poor choices. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. So I wanted to provide you guys with a scripture, um, actually a, a story in the Bible that really focuses on distractions. Okay. And you guys have probably heard this story before. You probably heard it in many different ways, but I just wanted to pull out some points here because I think it really applies to distractions. All right. And it's the story when Jesus walks on water actually when Jesus and Peter walks on water. So this is found in, um, I believe it's Matthew and, um, actually I will put it in, the information. So you guys will know, but it starts at verse 22. It says that immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later, later that day, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died. And those who were in the boat worship him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Okay. So we all are, or maybe not, but we are at least familiar with Jesus walking on water and then Peter getting out of the boat and walking as well. All right. So I really don't want to be too hard on Peter because I, what I love about Peter is at least he got out of the boat. He had enough tough faith to step outside of safety, to do something that was never done before by any human being. Now we can all walk on water. Okay. But in the form of ice. Okay. So if we're going to walk on water, it has to be frozen, but we're talking about liquefied. Okay. Water. He's walking on it the way that Jesus was. And I don't know of any other account that this has happened unless you're watching some movie with some special effects. Okay. So that's what I love about Peter. He stepped outside of his comfort zone. So many times in our lives, you know, God is calling us to step out of our comfort zone and we are, we've done that. We stepped out of the boat, but then we get distracted. All right. Here comes the wind and the waves. As long as Peter kept his focus on Jesus, he stayed above the water. As long as he didn't focus on the waves and the wind, which created the distraction, that is when he began to sink. Okay. So, but here's the thing that I love about Christ. All right. When we call out to him, he will immediately put out his hand to save us. All right. And that's what I had to do last week. Um, I had to rest and then I had to say, Lord, pull me out of this sinking water. I feel like if I stay here too long, uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be apathetic about my purpose. I'm not going to have the fire that I need in order to do what I need to do. I'm not going to have that ambition. I'm not going to have that enthusiasm that I need to move forward. So I asked God to help me. All right. 
And what did I do? I stretched out my hand and he immediately saved me. All right. So sometimes God will give us another hand. It may not even necessarily be his hand, so to speak, um, from a spiritual perspective. All right. He will always give us his hand, but sometimes that may be a friend that says, Hey girl, I see that you're struggling. Come on. Let me help you. Let me, let, let me help you. Okay. Let me pull you out of where you are sinking. And here's the thing about us. What we're responsible for doing is making sure that we accept the extended hand of help. Okay. Many times we can be so in our negative thoughts and feelings and in this pity party that we miss the hands or the hand that is trying to pull us out of the sinking water. So we have to be able to accept that. All right. Also in this passage of scripture, it says that uh, what Jesus said to Peter was him of little faith. All right. It didn't say that he didn't have any faith at all. All right. God works with the little bit that we have. All right. He had a little bit of faith, but God wanted his faith to be really, really great. So at least he got out of the boat. At least you got out of your comfort zone and you're walking and you're doing things that that probably people in your family haven't done before. All right. You're making history in a lot of ways. And that's awesome. But sometimes we need the help to gain our focus back and faith keeps us focused. All right. Faith is being able to visualize uh, what you don't have now, but what you will, will eventually obtain. All right. So although I had all of these plans and visions and knew that I had to do the necessary steps in order to make them manifest, um, the faith was the developing uh, key or partnership uh, that I needed to to get the work done. All right. So your imagination is evidence. All right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to be able to I want you to be able to identify those daily distract distractions. OK, what are the things that are keeping you distracted? What are those things? And I want you to nip them in a bud. Nipping something in a bud means to clip it at its infancy stage before it grows larger, before it has the opportunity to take root. Nip it while it's young so you won't have a greater problem later. All right. So again, distractions, we want to be able to identify them. How will you knit them? How will you maintain your focus? One of the things that I mentioned was I had to get rest, self-care, rejuvenation. Also in this passage of scripture, I wanted to point out that Jesus had just, Jesus and his disciples had just fed um, over 5,000 children, women, and men with the two fish and five loaves of bread. And so he was, he had to dismiss the crowd so that he can go be rejuvenated. Can you imagine having that many people to serve in one day in a matter of, I don't know, maybe it was all day, but all we do know is that Jesus had to dismiss, dismiss the crowd. He had to set the boundaries so that he can go to the place where he got the rejuvenation. And that was moments of solitude. That was moments of of prayer because he knew that his purpose uh, required that. 
So to to really combat distractions as well, we have to we have to do self-care. We have to have those moments of solitude. We have to turn off social media, the television. Um, we have to find some something that will rejuvenate us so that we can be properly energized for the purpose ahead of us. All right. And don't forget to reach out to that helping hand. All right. So that they can pull you out of that sinking water so that your faith can be strengthened. So I hope that today's moments of inspiration with Dr. E was beneficial to you. I want you to be able to identify those distractions so that you can find your focus so that so that whatever it is that that God is calling you to do um, or or even on a day to day basis that you're able to hone in and concentrate on those things to to knock them out and that you could really fully live and embrace the new me that God has created you to live. All right. So if this has been helpful, helpful to you, make sure that you share this with your friends and family. I also appreciate all of your reviews. I really look forward to connecting with you next time. And again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Moments of Inspiration with Dr. E. Until next time.